I'm Molly Bloom. Do you know about me? I've killed savages, because that's my job. You know how many witches were burned in Salem? Understand this. None. They didn't burn witches, it's a myth. They hanged them. When we lay our heads down out here, we're all prisoners. All right, everybody. Well, let's, uh, let's get it going. We're Matt and Bob, and we're the pod. This is the... Uh, what's going on, Bob? You Bensonhurst piece of shit. <laughs> what's going you, on? Um, let's do it. So we're uh, today's episode. We'll be we'll be going back to uh, give it a stream. One of my favorite uh, segments we do. Give it a stream. Was- People can listen to us, hop on their Roku's or their smart TVs, fire up a stream, right to the source. Yeah, so uh, this refers to uh, movies you may have missed in theaters that are now available on Apple Movies, Amazon Prime, Netflix in some cases. Uh, And the two we're talking about today are Molly's Game and Hostels, uh, both available to rent, mostly for $5.99 if you get the HD versions, which I guess most people do. You gotta go HD at this point, hey? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm I'm streaming 4K over here. I'm, I'm living large. Hey, big time. Got that Netflix upgrade and subscript. Um. Yeah. So uh, we'll do this what Rotten Tomatoes style. Yes or no. We'll give it our uh, our percentage ranking and uh, let you know if you should uh, give it a stream. Give it a stream. We'll start with Molly's game. You saw this more recently than me. I saw it in theaters. Um. Because oh. you know the I'm movie on my pass. Shit. <laughs> the movie pass. Well, it was, and that's that's a good place to start because this one missed me, and I knew I I had planned to see it during Oscar season, and I knew it was written. And actually, first time directed by Aaron Sorkin. This is his first, mm-hmm. his directorial debut. So I was assuming first time that, behind the sticks. Yeah. So I was assuming when nominations were starting to roll out, I would catch this as part of my required reading, as we call it. But it really got passed up in a lot of ways, uh, and I I buried it on my list of to dos, and recently came back to it just because I, I I had heard good word of mouth. You had suggested it to me. I was actually. Uh, there was a. I was at a dinner party about a month ago, and uh, one of my friends, her husband, whom I've never met, found out I was into movies, had a movie podcast, and suggested mm-hmm. these two movies to me. It's like, oh, you gotta see Molly's Game, gotta see Hostiles. Uh, so I, I, you know, to give the guy credit, I went and checked them out, and, and I dug them both. So uh, yeah. Molly's Game uh, is great. I'm surprised you missed it during its theater run. Um, and uh, only the one Oscar nominee for uh, Best Adapted Screenplay. Best Adapted off of the book, yeah. Which, which was my favorite category. Both screenplay categories of the Oscars were my favorite. And uh, this one was so much fun. I really liked it. Um, and this came about where you're like, you, you know, you got I, Tanya to see. You got Molly's Game. You got, you know, all, all like the, the fringe ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe th- Lady Bird's in there as well. But like a, a bunch kind of came out of, at once. They're like, oh, I got like five to see all at once. And... So I could I could understand not getting to it, but uh, this was my favorite of of the, that group the world, too. The wow. the whirlwind of uh, movie going I I saw the over the course of those weeks. Yeah. Um, so who won best adapted that year or the, uh, last year? I know that Get Out won best original. Get Out for original. Yeah. And so then, who beat um, this? Shoot. Yeah. I actually, my internet research. Actually, we'll come back to it. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah. It but starts it's off, oh, a tough category. Yeah. It starts off eighty two percent. On Rotten Tomatoes, which I actually think is a little bit underscoring for for how much I enjoyed this. It's... Say that again, 92? 82. 
eight. Oh, 82, yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, people kind of rag on uh, Sorkin, Sorkin. A yeah, there's, there's I'm just definitely Sorkin haters. On his, I'm on his side, man. I love Newsroom. I, I kind of love his writing. And for a first-time director, I mean, I he must be kind of like an arrogant douche in person. But it's, uh, I thought he did a great job. Yeah, I, I agree. And his writing is, you can, without even seeing title cards are written by, directed by, I, 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 you could always feel a Sorkin project, you know, and it's, and there's, there's a certain rhythm to it. And he's not David Mamet, but in the same way, you could feel the rhythm of the writing. And Oh, for no, he, he's a modern day David Mamet. I totally agree. I mean, you, you could list a multitude of reasons why they're completely dissimilar, but there's just a vibe to him where he's kind of like, there's a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a musicality to it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And and you could put Shonda rhymes in there as well um, with like, kind of like the scandal, how like everything's just like, you know, you're plowing through. Yeah. Uh, There's almost like two times the amount of dialogue in this than any other movie. And uh, if we get in, when we get into the performances, it's really handled well, especially by Idris Elba, in my opinion, in this as the lawyer. God, yeah, the structure of how they—it was just a great adaptation. And let me let me give the nominees real quick, by the way. So, Mudbound, Logan, The Disaster Artist, Molly's Game, and then your winner, Call Me by Your Name. Call Me by Your Name. That's right. Okay. That's, I didn't. I didn't know if "Call Me by Your Name" coming by was uh, adapted or not. Okay, but uh, if it wasn't "Call Me by Your Name," I would have had Molly's Game right up there. And as, I, Sorkin's uh, also won a bunch. I I can see going Molly. Uh, Call Me by Your Name. But back to back to our movie here, uh, and it's it's centered around this former Olympic hopeful who has mm-hmm. a devastating accident, uh, has a spine injury, ends up in Los Angeles, gets kind of caught up in these celebrity poker games, these big money poker games. And my first instinct was the game of Hold'em Poker, man, the, the dramatic element that keeps on giving. It's, it, yeah, it's the, how many, it, how many Hold'em Poker movies have we had <laughs> in, the, in the last? Yeah. Rounders. Yeah. It's just, it makes for a great, you can just it's so cool to film and then you know it pops up in all like you know the lock stock and smoking barrel movies i think there's a game in there um yeah just, but yeah it's great and uh, yeah and this was and i and, and i think it takes place during that kind of poker craze did you have this in your high school where it was the early 2000s i remember being in student government and we really planned our our homecoming within a week because everyone just sat around constantly playing hold and poker. And it used to be on ESPN all the time. Did you do it any was. of this? Yeah. And it was no. just dudes sitting around watching other dudes sitting around playing cards. It was kind no, of ridiculous. I, I, I never had a group of dudes that I played cards with. I've since like played it every once in a while. And I do surprisingly well. And p- people are frustrated because they're like, God, God, you're like, you're like that, don't even know how to play. You're like that Brian Darcy James asshole guy who who beats that dude on the river, or he bluffs that guy out and sends him into that yeah. tailspin. Exactly, you're that asshole. Can't recover. He's the one that gets him to chase that one game, and he's and um yeah, he just he knew he was bluffing, so then he just like goes yeah. That was a great segment. Um, there was actually a moment when I was working at Groupon and I got invited to like a game or whatever, and uh, we're in this dude's basement. <laughs> and um he like you know i we go all in together on like the first hand and i and i won because he thought i was bluffing he thought i didn't know how to play and i actually just got lucky with great cards and he's like 
oh god, oh, oh, I'm already out. Oh, I'm so mad. And then and then he like punched the wall and his fist went through the wall. So then he was like mad about losing poker, but then like doubly mad about a hole in his wall. <laughs> you said like, you were- ah, ah, no. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Ten hours guy later, was, he's divorced his was, wife. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, taking out loans. I needed um, this money for rent. <laughs> the the Ben Case story. The Ben Case story. So, uh, and while she's working her rounds, the the plot, and I really think this movie is a lot better in the first hour twenty than it is in the back hour twenty, in my opinion. And it's just a yeah. A thing I, I, I feel. love the origin story. Yeah, the rise is always more interesting than the fall. Yeah, I guess because the fall plays out in in public domain, right? Where it's like, well, I, I don't really know the story at all, but it's like, yeah, we know we know when a celebrity goes off the rails. We don't know how they got to this moment. The in, the ins and outs of like this hot chick working as a cocktail waitress in like some club, uh, probably something like the Warwick out here, and just and just I'm I'm fascinated by these these girls who just work these clubs and they like the opportunities that are randomly presented by these you know, sleazy dudes and like people are able to take advantage and then you're in the world. And it's always interesting to me how these like underground game, these card games, these high stake games and who gets invited and how do they know about it? And just like, just the playground of the stars always interests me. Like when you have enough money, you have access to such a different realm of this world that I think most of us don't ever realize. And that's kind of cool. And, interesting yeah the, and and with watching the rise it's where you get to see this stark contrast of where she starts where she's got the frumpy dress and she's doesn't have a lot of self-confidence and you know the, the boss is hustling her and then within 30 minutes you get to see the cinemax version of herself where she's got the the slick dresses she's running these games fuck the world uh you know boxes full of cash in the closet you know that kind of that that kind of like rags to riches transition and and it's the same with any kind of movie of access wolf of wall street if you will dicaprio reference everybody drink yeah uh the, the kind of like the the watching someone go from from uh broke to to made is always very fascinating and then there's the inevitable uh, you know we're coming full circle uh, speaking of leonardo yeah. dicaprio the the list he's on the list of people in the book that actually played in the game is he well so remind me the character name again the miss mr x player x that, yeah, oh player x it was played by yeah. michael Sarah. Have you since looked it up? Did you have theories about who it was? Yeah, a lot of people think it's Tobey Maguire. And given yeah. kind of the, the asshole, snarky, the, the way Sarah does it gives me, of the names that were on the list, he gives me more of a Tobey Maguire vibe than he does any of the other actors that are are on the list. And then the, the baseball well, player is Derek Jeter, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I forgot about the baseball player. Yeah, when she gets to um, New York, that's how she gets people into the game is that she she rumors that this player is playing. It's Derek Jeter and then Alex Rodriguez used to just hang out and watch and drink or something. Oh, really? Yeah. What, a, what a pussy. Um, yeah, Tony McGuire definitely gives off that vibe. I, I've waited on him a few times out here, and he just, just has that douchey, self-important asshole vibe. And... and I mean, Leo, for good reason, can walk around with that dick swagger. Tobey Maguire, give me a break, man. With Seabiscuit and then the Spider-Man movies. I mean, I know he's a movie star, and it doesn't matter anymore once you get that status and that money. But he's not on the level of, you know, Leo. They're just 
best friends. Yeah, they're just um, boys. And, and part of the pussy posse. The pussy posse, yeah. Which also, who else is on that? Do you know? I can't remember. So I don't. River Phoenix. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea who else. I I knew that those two guys were the the main ones. Maybe Elijah Wood. Kind of those those '90s star uh, teen stars. Yeah, those guys are all uh, part owners of this bar called Goal on on Third here in West Hollywood, and uh, they'll pop up uh, and do karaoke on Thursdays. And uh, I'm trying to think of the other guys I've seen there. Um, but anyway, but uh, yeah, whatever. Um, did did you think it was interesting that this movie is adapted by this book, but yet the plot of the movie works around the book? Like you, they, to no pun intended, but they bookend. We start with her going to this lawyer, Idris Elba, and he's referencing the book in his hand, and then we get the the back half, you know, the the, the meat and potatoes of the story, and then the fault, you know, the, the the final act is him trying to get her out of this court case, and it's a lot of it. He's referencing the book and everything, and it, it's really interesting how Sorkin is using the adaptation, this book as an adaptation, but creating a story around the book itself, kind of? Does that, does that make sense to you? Um, no? Oh, oh, you mean like like her dealing with the... Yeah. The lawyers I, in the court case. Well, I like that. I, I liked how it wasn't just like a straight adaptation of uh, this is what's well, I'm agreeing, book. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, no, yeah, that was... I mean, I thought that was a cool framing device. Um, and then all well, the, the stuff with like her dad and like the, the, the life lessons and the, the teaching moments didn't really land that much with me. See, I, I liked Costner in this. Yeah. No, and I liked him. Yeah, you yeah, talk about, it, you found the scene on the, the bench, the bench. Yeah. That's a little heavy handed. That's probably the most overwritten Sorkin-y part of the movie. Yeah. I agree. But, but I really, I liked his, I liked his demeanor. I really could see in terms of a supporting actor where you can see how this actor drove the pr- the principal character to some of the decisions they made. I, I really got that sense. And he, he, I think he played overbearing athletic jerky uh, psychology dad very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's really good at that. Yeah. And so, ho- how hot was Jessica Chastain in this movie too? I think she, she looks she, nice. She looked amazing. She's uh, really attractive. She's she's very attractive. She's she's really, and, and I know she gets a lot of shine. A lot of people like Jessica Chastain, and she gets a lot of opportunity. But I still think she's underrated. I, I think she's so good, man. And and she shines in every movie. There, I I've never seen her in a movie where I'm like ah, I'm not into this, or I'm not into her character. I always invest fully in what she's doing. Yeah, she usually does kind of just crush it whenever she's. I mean, Zero Dark Thirty, the interstellar the tree the tree of life even um yeah and then i think the guy who wins this movie is idris elba i really and again another guy who gets a lot of love but he he's really versatile man and he in terms of the, the lawyer i i i love the the dichotomy between his relationship with his daughter and then costner's relationship with his daughter and why she's drawn to him how he mentors her, how he how he gets her to trust in him, and and kind of the the lawyer with the heart of gold, kind of. Yeah, uh, but, he did, he was such a great job. Yeah, and and that he's so just, solid. Yeah, he's he's really good. He's really really good. And again, you know, back to our back to our days with the wire. 
yeah just mm. just crushing it well yeah molly's game definitely a huge thumbs up check it out um i would give it like a 90 percent. yeah yeah i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a 90 percent as well i'm gonna give it a thumbs up all right rock on well, let's move on to hostels uh led by hostels. christian bale um post-civil war just kind of cleaning out <laughs> the the native americans yeah uh, yeah it was uh, south this movie it has, it has 73 on rotten tomatoes yeah and it's directed by scott cooper who i looked it up he's done crazy heart and out of the furnace those were the two notable movies he's had and it does not surprise me then because this movie is it's a slow burn and it's very deliberate with its time that's which is a way a lot of this guy's movies have been playing out yeah and he worked with Bale and Out of the Furnace there. But Oh, and also Black thing... Mass. Oh, he did Black Mass. Yeah. So the first thing that uh, I thought when I saw this movie, especially the, the intro scene, is just thank God I was born when I, when I was where I was. Yeah, God. Brutal. Oh, my God. That first scene is so brutal. The Apaches storming that, that nice family's ranch. And yeah. Yeah. Just scalping that father and, and just blowing away all the children and what's uh, stopping that from happening any day of the week like yeah you're how, just living your life going this this is probably going to happen any at any time when are apaches going to store my little cabin in the woods and just scalp my entire family i i just like how many years have gone by like how what kind of a life have they settled into themselves before just just <laughs> it's it's all Turned to shit. Um, yeah, because the first scene, it's so casual in the beginning of that scene. You got a nice little grammar lesson going on, the yeah. adverbs. You know, guys sawing wood, just, you know, making the pen for the horses. And then, oh, God, Donnie, get to, oh, get no, to, the, get to the mountains. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I'm going, like, the, the, West, the Westerns stress me out, dude. Westerns yeah. are in... in uh, so this movie just sets the tone right away. Um, that opening it, scene is a, a huge, uh, takes huge um, homage to uh, The Searchers, which is um, from the list of that top 100 AFI films with uh, okay. starring John Wayne. Okay. So a very similar event happens, and that's what sends the team of Searchers off looking for the Apaches that did it. So okay. it's just cool, like, having gone back and watched a lot of these, you know, classics to see them pop up again in references in these new films um and then i'm also uh, I'm, I'm currently uh, making my way through ken burns the west docuseries um so you see all you see all this stuff kind of playing all out. the elements in there yeah the just the the sheer brutality of and back and forth of uh, the different tribes and some are helpful and some are like well you raped and pillaged and slaughtered our people and then we're going to do the same to you it's just such a brutal time and these people from virginia you know they they pack up all their shit they're you know they make this harrowing journey across the plains in the west and they settle in these little mud huts and just try to like till the land and <laughs> to put up with all this man just gruesome brutality yeah and that's and and my my brother's favorite genre, my older brother Drew, his favorite genre is westerns, and mm-hmm. he says it's because it's 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 the genre of men. It's like a man's man kind of genre, you know. And you got John Wayne's and the Clint Eastwoods, and it's it it's just it's 
in the elements and kind of like you were saying the they become a character and part of the story and that's they take their and that's why this movie takes its time and takes so long because it wants to put you in the perspective of of how long what an actual task this was that this guy yeah. was put put onto this is not just a, a ride across a quick ride across the desert it's this is days weeks. and weeks and and you really feel it in the pace of the movie they're, and it's so not, they're coming up from new mexico and they're going to montana so they're essentially crossing the entire united states from south to north um mm-hmm. or at least on the uh what do you call it the, the latitude um or longitude, I mean, but um, yeah, I mean, another thing about westerns is that the the kind of the atmosphere of the surrounding, like the land, is a character, and it's just it's kind of like yeah. a, a playground for cinematography, and uh, that's what I I kind of like about them. I didn't really enjoy westerns that much. I, I kind of like thought they were all somewhat the same, and yeah, you know, just gunslingers, cowboys, and Indians, and uh, this thing gets robbed, so then these people have to go off and avenge this and that. But it's just. Uh, Kind of the, the 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 grander majesty of the sweeping landscape I've come to appreciate more, and also kind of the little stories that are told around the campfire, and just uh, how anything can. It's the Wild West; anything can happen. There's it's the lawlessness of it is kind of cool, and yeah, makes the a great emptiness and the vastness. Yeah, vast. is really really play how vast this and, the, and like you said, cinematography. And it, it, this wasn't necessarily a western, but the same way that the Revenant the the elements in, in in the wilderness became an opportunity for the cinematographer to to go nuts yeah this, whoever did the cinematography for this was it, it, they're always it was very well shot yeah what'd you think of the cast it was a pretty uh, loaded cast yeah it was and then uh god timothy chalamet is in it for like two seconds well yeah the guy was the guy had to go uh shoot call me by your gay yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> there was like, he was like I, I can give you guys a week. They're like, all right, let's put a bullet in his arm and you know send him to the infirmary. I mean, like, why, why need a guy who's now Oscar nominated? Well, I guess maybe at the time he's you know just a hot name and got a. It's what two lines? You're a French dude who just tags along. I don't. Yeah, they could have got any anyone in their twenties to anyone. to do this. It's like he's Anybody. selling the movie. I mean, now maybe more so. Maybe in like. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they were banking on him getting an Oscar, and they're like, "Let's get us, let's get him in this film as well, so then we can like make up some more money in the back end with streaming." Who, who knows if that's a conversation that happens? But uh, another guy that gets a lot of work is Pleemans. Jesse Pleemans is in this. I like I like Jesse Pleemans' yeah. character in this as well. Yeah, I think he's great. Uh, uh, and, and then, then, and then of your, course, your, your boy, the angriest man in the world. <laughs> The resident insane man, <laughs> Hollywood's. Oh, uh, you you have a stark raving mad character. All right, is off. What's Foster's schedule look like the next couple months? Uh, ben Foster yeah. ben is Foster's just stark raving mad, out of control. He's been in so many crazy yeah. movies. Hey, like, yeah, no, 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 regular movies where he plays an, an insane person. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the most regular he was in was in that in that uh, lone survivor lone survivor that's the only <laughs> time he's been somewhat insane and he still had a machine gun yeah and he he still took the most bullets before killing be, be, before being killed <laughs> uh he's this guy is in and he and he plays this you know, I, I, he's not an outlaw but he's, yeah. he's being tried for war crimes doing something way too savage he... Can't believe you're protecting him. Let me out of these chains. <laughs> <laughs> I could take more of him. I could take more of really... him. 
if they ever made a live action South Park, he would be a great, <laughs> great hair officer. Harrison. Oh my God, Ben Foster is Harrison Yates. Yes, I could, Harrison Yates. I could take more of them. Yeah, pussies. He's totally that. Where it's like everyone else is kind of like, uh, okay, code word is stretch. Copy. Um, all right, we'll move. Stretch freeze. <laughs> uh, okay, I, yeah, uh, everyone move in. <laughs> guy was guy was an absolute maniac in Hell or uh-huh. High Water. Yep, that movie they could have easily got away with that heist had had it not been for him. Uh, what else? Lone Survivor. Did you remember the what was the one with him and Justin um, Timberlake was in it? Oh, I, dog, dog. What the hell was it called? Um, the anyway. Black Snake Moan. No, he wasn't in that. Uh, the the messenger. He gets nice and crazy uh, along with uh. Well, he's coming back. Thirty days war. a night. Thirty days a night. The vampire movies. You ain't got no liquor. You ain't got no meat. <laughs> you ain't gonna give me what I want. Okay, that killing. I was. Yeah, excuse me. But, well, yeah, he's born in Boston, apparently. So there you go. Dude is. Dude is. Uh, but uh, I right, so this so, insane man. This movie uh, uh, lives and dies by Christian Bale. Um, and uh, I think he does enough. It, so, wh- why why do you think you didn't see it in theaters? Because I was like, man, Christian Bale, Western, I'm in, let's do it. Um, it kind of came around like a somewhat quieter time after Oscar season. I was like, yeah, yeah, it. I just I wasn't in the place, and I and you, me and you talk a lot about the you have to be in the right frame of mind for certain movies. Yeah, and I just even when I turned it on. It was at about eight thirty or nine o'clock at night. I wasn't in the right place to properly watch this movie, and I still enjoyed it. But you know, by the end of it, I was I I felt like I had just gone on a seven mile run, and I was very tired, very sleepy, and I just I knew I I, I had expectations, knowing it was Christian Bale, knowing it was this you know the the early late eighteen hundreds western drama. I was just mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm not I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready for it. And that's kind of why I kept putting it off. I was totally in the mood when I when I I was looking forward to the release and then it drops to that seventy six and it kind of took a little bit of the shine off of it for me. And I was like, ah man, I'll get I'll get around to it. And then, you know, it left theaters. But I, I was tracking it for a while. I, I was following it on my Roku. And uh, so when it popped up to stream, I was like, oh I'll give it a stream. Give it a stream. Uh, so I was, it was kind of right on the cuffs where I was excited to see it, but um, I, I could wait. So, and that I did, and uh, it was okay. You know, it was, you know, BB plus. Uh, I think I enjoyed Molly's game more if we're talking, yeah, about comparing the two. Um, yeah, slow burn that was solid. Definitely not told. for the faint of heart. No, you have to. You, you got it. Jumps right in there. If you're squeamish, don't. And there's just a lot throughout the the, the course of the movie and. Uh, it's in, but the themes that I think the themes are very well done. Yeah, and the the character arc where where, where Bale starts and and you know the message that the soldiers that go along on this trip, escorting these Indians back to their their rightful land, uh, yeah. so they can. I think I I really like the sentiment of the movie, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I think it's a could... good time for it as well. Well, yeah, we we've committed atrocities. We're gonna at least let you go back to your land. Um, which I don't even know if that's a true story. I mean, because if they're talking about the, uh, the 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 Lakota tribe, which um, I think was uh, they they were living in Oregon, and they uh, America was essentially was like, ah, we're we're taking Oregon. It's one of our states now. Get the fuck out of here. 
And they're like, no, no. That was like the whole sitting bull thing. And they just like started this genocide of these people. And so then they started fighting back and kind of fleeing. And uh, the the Battle of Little Bighorn involves that tribe. And then essentially they just, you know, kind of run, run them up to the calendar border and they start to freeze. And then they, they surrender. And then um, so then they force them under this reservation. But I, it's not like... And that's it's, it'd be like them being like, you know, we're gonna escort you back to Oregon now, your, your precious Black Hills, uh, section of whatever the wilderness. But I, I yeah, I, I'm actually I, I should have looked this up, but I because I'm wondering it but must it, be based on a true story. I'm not sure if it actually did happen. But it just but it, there's not just Indians that they're they're up against in the Apaches. There's the yeah. the crazy fur trader, like the mountain fur traders, even the 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 owner of the estate. Yeah, in that just, in that final scene, there's just that's the that's the frightening part about the the West. And, yeah, like how the old West. How hard was it to survive, uh, like a th- like three weeks in in this environment? Like I can't go from New Mexico to Montana without ninety nine percent of my party being murdered by you know either greedy landowners or anti indian sympathizers or uh, cutthroats and <laughs> yeah it just nowhere or yeah. or you just catch Rapists. a cold you're also dead yeah, yeah exactly there's just did rosemond pike plays the the yeah. the widow of that family and it's just like god i how does she get on that train i know <laughs> how do you even have any fight left in you after entire all that? family was brutally murdered she gets raped all over the place and then she's uh, all anyone she like becomes friends with is killed in, in an attempt to protect yeah. her brutal yeah. anyway tough brutal. time tough time to be alive Tough time. So uh, um, yeah, when your when your phone's not downloading whatever stupid ass app you have, and you're and you're waving your fist and in curses, just try to keep that in your perspective. At least you're not blooding your knuckles digging your own family's graves. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we'll end it yeah. there. Uh, I'll seventy six percent. I all slightly disagree with. I'll bump mine up to more like an eighty eighty one. Um, and but definitely yeah. definitely still give it a stream. Yeah, give it a stream. Make sure you're in the right state of mind, and I'll go with that. All right. Well, that's going to do cool. it. Uh, what are you doing for the rest of your Mother's Day, Bob? Gonna, um, gonna... Yeah, gonna... I don't have any plans. Uh, you know, just wash my ass and get ready for Monday. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe create a mother <laughs> out of your girlfriend. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, All for right. joining. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch you, you next later. time. Bye. Bye. Check out my Chrissy behind, it's fine all of the time. Like sex on the beaches. What else is in the teachers of peaches? Huh, what?